The following is a hoop ball presentation. My name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoop Ball Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the biz. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for Saturday night basketball, college national championship, and everything in between. And you know me. You know that I don't give my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign an inner promo code HoopBall and get your deposit match with halfway up to a 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Again, my name is Lawrence Brooks. Thank you for joining the HoopBall Mavericks podcast. We are back. That's two times we beat the the Lakers now. Two times. And we'll take it. And, you know, for the Mavericks, it's one of those things where I know I've, I've talked a lot about the fact that they need to win every game. And all of these are, at this point, they're all must wins, right? I mean, they have to win in order to stay in sixth place to avoid the play-in game. And no better way to do that then to win, then to have been on a three-game winning streak now, beating the Pistons, beating the Lakers on Thursday, and then turn around and beating the Lakers again on Saturday. And what I'm most proud about is the resilience this team is just showing all throughout this season. Everything they've gone through is well documented. As you know, if you follow the podcast, you know what I've talked about in terms of just them trying to get over COVID and some of the injury issues and guys shuffling in and out of the lineup and playing every other night, trying to load manage injuries and just being available and being able to produce. So for them to beat the Lakers on back-to-back nights, a team that is very good defensively, obviously they were missing LeBron James. Um, Last night they were missing Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Anthony Davis is extremely rusty, but nonetheless, it's still a very, very worthy win it puts them firmly in sixth place now at 33-26. and 26, They've passed the Trailblazers, who have lost four games in a row. The Mavericks have won three in a row. And right now, it just seems to be a perfect storm for them. So as we get into last night. Last night game, they started off, <clears throat> they started off fairly well. Things were going good. And they haven't got off to great starts lately anyway. So it was encouraging to see that that happened. But then all of a sudden... The Lakers decided they wanted to trap Porzingis, or excuse me, wanted to trap Luka. Porzingis did not play in this game, nor did they have Josh Richardson. They were both out for this game, which was, you know, something of note because, again, these are must-win games and you're missing two starters. You never know how things are going to go. But nonetheless, back to talking about the double team. They started double teaming, and it actually got the Mavericks into a hole. I mean, a big hole. They won this game. As as I mentioned, the game ended up being 108 to 93, but the Mavericks were down 17 points. 17. This was their largest comeback win of the year, and they made some very good adjustments. Applause goes to Rick Carlisle for what he did at halftime. 
But I'll get let me I'll get to that. But let me speak to the fact that they came back and how they handled this situation. So they struggled. I mean, Luca was struggling to find find guys. Um, the offense was really stagnant after a while. They couldn't find any 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 type of daylight to get the offense jump started. And when you and when Luca is getting double teamed like that, and he already mentioned he quoted he was quoted saying something, and I'll paraphrase something along the lines of. He's seen a lot of double teams when he played in Europe, but the difference between Europe and America is the lane line, the court is a much is, is shrinks in Europe. And here it's much wider. And so he says it actually makes it kind of easy for him to play double teams. So with that being said, with them not having a second a true secondary playmaker, which is what I've been concerned about all year. Many of Mavericks fans have been concerned about this because it's something they very much need. They need a secondary playmaker with the basketball, not a play finisher like we've spoke on with Porzingis, but another guy who can beat double teams, another guy who can go off the dribble and create his own shot. This offense needs that in the worst way, and last night was very indicative of that because they got very stagnant and they couldn't get to anything and guys were not making shots. And so you get to a point where... Things don't look like you look very uncertain what you're trying to run offensively. And I mean, at halftime, they weren't down by a ton. I mean, the score at half, if I'm not mistaken, was 54, 54 to 46, which isn't bad. Um, they made a little bit of a run. But the point is, when you see these double teams, you have to figure out how to beat them right away. Because in a playoff game, that could be a difference between you know, winning the series and not winning the series. Excuse me, it was 58 to 46 and a half. So they were down by 12 points. But then, as we're talking about them needing a secondary playmaker, last night was very important and it was much needed if they would have had one. But going into the second half, they did something very, I mean, Carlisle made an adjustment that was very, very much noticeable after going back and seeing what they could have potentially done that made it look as if they were beating this so easily. And so they were doing a lot of screen and roll with either Maxie or Dwight Powell in the first half, a little bit with Willie Colley-Stein, but those guys weren't able to make plays out of the double team consistently to beat the Lakers, and the Lakers were taking advantage of that. So in the second half, they started setting a stagger screen where they would bring J.J. Redick up to set the first screen, Dwight Powell for the second screen, and it made the guy that was in the pick and roll have to make a decision because J.J. Redick was popping out, and so it left the lane open, which opened up a very good day for Dwight Powell. And you guys know I've been a big Dwight Powell advocate. I've, to I've talked about being patient with his injuries and the fact that he's going to be, at some point, he's going to get healthy enough to contribute. His numbers haven't been outstanding, but last night, 25 points, 9 rebounds. He was 11 of 12 from the field, 3 of 3 from the foul line. He was the difference maker on offense and on defense. And I couldn't be more proud of a guy because he's been battling so much this year. Some of the he's and he's caught in a lot of criticism. Some of it being, you know, warranted and then some being unnecessary, but nonetheless, he's shown up every day ready to play and was focused, and he was there when his number was called. So in the second half, they ran these staggered pick and rolls, and he was open so many times under the basket. Whether if it was right there at the basket or only having to take one dribble, 
he was finishing consistently and he had 12 points in the fourth quarter which helped spread this lead out and really make things hard for the Lakers another thing to point out the defensive end Dallas really picked up the defensive end in this game. Like I said, the score was 58-46 at half. They end up winning the second half 62-35. to And that was, ju- that was the fact that they, they played with more energy. They were more active in pick and rolls. They got back on defense. And they made sure to make life difficult as possible for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis couldn't buy a shot. He missed a ton of shots. But either way, Dallas was there to convert and to make sure that they were ready to, to defend. And that's something that they'll have to do, continue to do the rest of the season. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. If they're not defending at a high level, it's going to be hard because they don't have a ton of offensive firepower. And their second leading scorer was out, out in this game, so defense became even more imperative. But then you also got a big game from Dorian Finney-Smith, who has been a stud in April. He had 21 points, 2 assists, 7 rebounds. He was 4-7 from the three-point line and 8-13 of 13 overall. Huge, huge, huge game for him as being, I mean, I guess you could say the third fiddle. I mean, him and Dwight Powell were tit for tat, so I don't want to necessarily put them in a tier. But it was very noticeable how Dwight Powell played, mainly because he was instrumental in the comeback. He was instrumental in the fourth quarter, helping to extend the lead. Dorian Finney-Smith he did a little bit of everything. He's been great defensively. He's able to guard multiple positions and then also still contribute on the offensive end. If he can keep that up, this team will be better than maybe even we thought. But we won't get ahead of ourselves. We'll keep last night for just last night and not get into the scenarios of what we think they'll do in the playoffs. Nonetheless, this was a game that they really needed and they got it and they got big performances from those three guys. A little discouraging, though, because... Shooting the ball, they didn't shoot the ball that well. I mean, for some of the guys that are that would customarily be your shooters, they didn't shoot it well. I mean, overall, they shot 48% from the field and 48, 43% from the three-point line going 13 of 30. But between Tim Hardaway Jr., Jalen Brunson, and Maxi Kleba, they went 6 of 31 from the field, which isn't going to get it done, but hey, You can win a basketball game in a variety of ways, and the Mavericks made sure to make that happen in this game. Also, with J.J. Redick playing valuable minutes, he played a little more tonight. He played, or last night, I should say, played close to 20 minutes. He had eight points, two of two from the three-point line. He was part of an 8-0 run that really helped spark the the Mavericks um, in getting back in this game as well. And his ability to stretch the floor is important because, again, like I said, in the second half, the adjustment was they start setting, instead of it being a single-man pick-and-roll, they started setting a stagger pick-and-roll with two guys using J.J. Redick as the top guy. He would pop, and it put Kuzma or um, uh, Markeith Morris or whoever's in the pick-and-roll, that middle guy had to decide, am I going to stay out attached to J.J. Redick or am I going to roll down to Dwight Powell and give up J.J. Redick on a three-point line? Which, like I said, because of his because of his reputation around the league and because of him being known as a knockdown shooter, it really puts you in a predicament. And that was an excellent, excellent adjustment to the double team that Luca was seeing, and it was able to open up so much more for them, and and was giving Dwight Powell looks that he'll probably not get much more this season because he won't be involved as much offensively as he was last night. But it was good for them to to have that happen in this game. 
Another aspect that helped this game, like I've talked about before and like I always talk about, is the rebounding. Rebounding was big last night. Um, the Mavericks won the rebounding battle, actually. They actually won a rebounding battle against a team that is one of the better rebounding teams in the league and their front court um, featuring Drummond and Anthony Davis. They were able to win this battle 51-36. to 51-36. And even more importantly, they kept Andre Drummond off the offensive glass. He had six offensive rebounds in the first game, zero in this game uh, last night. That was major for this team. And with those ingredients, that is what pretty much got them to win in this game. And it was really good to see those guys just pull it together as a team. It was, I mean, you got some good individual efforts, but the fact that they kept him off the glass, the fact that they were able to lock down defensively, again, they've been, a, they've been hovering around five or six all season in defensive uh, rating. And last night, with the energy level being picked up, they were able to get stops and they were able to rebound and they were able to capitalize offensively. So that was huge, huge, huge for them, a win they desperately needed in a time where they're trying to stay in the sixth spot. They do not want to play in the play-in game. They've made it known. Mark Cuban even has been on record talking about it. So this was a big win for them. And for them to have such a turnaround in the second half, again, they came back from 17 down, outscored the Lakers 62-35 in the second half. And between the offensive adjustment, the defense, and the rebounding, that is what got them this win and I was happy to see that. And now they play Sacramento on Monday. They have they have a little bit of a favorable schedule coming up. But with Sacramento, I won't say they. I'll just say that they they need to get this win. I'll, I'll refrain from saying this should be a win because we've seen the Mavericks can play down the competition at times, and then when they have big games, they play up to competition. So let's hope that they stay the course, stay focused, because again, they're coming down. I think there's about 14, 13, 12 games left, and they need each and every one of these wins to stay in the sixth spot and potentially move up to the five spot if possible. I mean, at this point in the season, they sit at 33 and 26. The Lakers are at 35 and 25. So they can still move up, especially with the Lakers dropping three in a row. If they continue to move up, they can give themselves an opportunity to play up, to have a home, home first, first round home court advantage, potentially. Um, actually, I scratched that at fifth place. I don't think that they're going to catch the Nuggets. They're five games back from them. But if they can stay in six, even move up to five, it keeps them out of the play in game and gives them an opportunity to recalibrate and get ready for a regular playoff series as opposed to trying to play a one one game play in where anything can happen. and You can be out of the playoffs after doing so much work. And that's the last thing I would want to see from this team who's been so been through so much this season. So, again, they got the Kings on Monday. This should be a big game for them, as the rest of them are. Uh, Luca again in the second half made all the right reads. He, his stat, his final stat line ended up being eight point, eighteen points, thirteen assists, eight rebounds. He did have six turnovers. A lot of that had to do with trying to figure out the double team, as it was kind of making him frustrated. He picked up another technical, and as I keep saying, one of the least expect least expected things I, I saw happening this season is Luca turning into Rasheed Wallace, because <laughs> the texts have just been coming. I mean, it seemed like they happened at least every other game. Obviously, if he did, he'd have many more. But every time you look up, Luca's either on the verge of a tech or he's got one. But I can understand him being a fiery competitor. This is what just comes with it sometimes, and he's still going through growing pains himself. But he was really, really impressive in the second half with making reads and scoring when his opportunities called for it. 
and keeping this team afloat. So that was good to see. So again, they play on Monday. They got the Kings. Again, thank you guys for listening. You can please go subscribe and download the podcast on all streaming platforms. Um, Leave a five-star review. Tell me how you like it. Tell me if you don't like it. Either way, um, I would love to hear back from you guys. Also, you can catch me on Twitter, at HoopBallMavs. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-M-A-V-S. And you can also catch me on Twitter, at LBSaidIt. That's at L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T. Again, talk to you guys soon. You guys be safe out there. Enjoy your day. Go Mavs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.